Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I pray God is blessing you abundantly. You know, God is good, even through trials, even through situations, even through stress. God is good. He's on the throne. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you today for listening. Our Heavenly Father, bless the Word of God. Open our hearts to it. May we not look at the person speaking, but look at the Word and hear God's voice. God, we need you, and I pray you would just be with the people today as they listen. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, for today and tomorrow, I want to get into the book of Judges. Yes, the book of Judges. Some people say, oh, no, that's going to be so boring. I promise you I will try not to make it boring because the Word of God is alive and has an edge to it. But like the previous books in the Bible, you know, there was the Israelites were struggling with being obedient to God, kind of like today's world. People are struggling to be obedient to God. We're seeing everybody turn away from God instead turn to God. It's time to get people back to God. It was written between 1050 B.C. and 1000 B.C. No one knows for sure who the author was. But we find out more about the sin of God's people. Yes, the sin of God's people. Judge 4.1 says, Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, now that Ehud was dead. Again, the Israelites did evil. So they kept having this issue over and over. Ehud was sent to deliver Israel. Now he was gone, so now Israel needed someone else to bring them back. I can tell you one thing from reading those Old Testament books. God takes sin seriously. When I see the sin that is taking place in this world right now, when I see what's going on in some of these major cities and people are trying to justify it, I worry. I worry about the thing that that just kind of like New Orleans got hit with Katrina and and San Francisco, the major earthquake, you know, where sin abounds. It seems like in the Old Testament, God judged. I don't know what's going to happen to some of these cities that rebel against God. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm certainly not a prophet. I'm a preacher, a pastor, and I believe the Word of God, but I know that God takes sin seriously. People in your life, God takes sin seriously. Turn away. That's what repent means. Turn away from sin. Keep your eyes on him. How seriously does he feel? Well, he let his son go to the cross with the sins upon, the cro- uh, upon him. Unfortunately, many people in this world do not take sin seriously, and they live a sin-ravaged life, but think it really doesn't matter. People, if you think that, you're in deep trouble. Deep trouble. You need Jesus. You need to trust him. You need to help him see you through those sins that tempt you. Every one of us are tempted by sin. Every one of us have those things out before us that are a temptation, but God helps us overcome that temptation. I tell you one thing, people better think and look seriously at what the Bible says. The Bible as a whole is, uh, has, has sin as a huge concern for us. You see, sin robs us of God's purpose. Let me say that again. Sin robs us of God's purpose. 
Judges 4, 2 says, So the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Sisera, the commander of his army, was based in Herosheth, Haggaiim. He went on to say, He oppressed the Israelites for, for 20 years, and they cried for help. They cried for help. Well, what was all this about? Well, it was all about there being consequences of sin. When we sin against God's purpose for our lives, there are always consequences. Just like when you sin in life or you do something bad against the law, there is consequences. There is a price to be paid. You're going to pay that price. And he wants us to avoid sin. He knew we'd all face it. We'd all have decisions to make. And all through the ages, and even now, we have choices to make. We choose to sin or to live above sin. As you've seen over the past several months by the Word of God, sin doesn't go away easily. The enemy, Satan, would love to keep you and I captive day after day, year after year. He will whisper sweet, deceptive words to us, and he will even give us tools to justify sin. Let me tell you something. As a pastor of the church for many years, so many people justify their sin. They will not face it. They will not repent and turn away because they think they have nothing to repent of. I can tell you good people who I thought were living by God's precepts, who were living in sin and justifying it, and they would argue bitterly that it was God's will. It is never God's will for us to sin against him. And you know that, and I know that. There will never be victory in our lives and in the church like there ought to be until people get serious about forsaking their sins before God. People, are you serious about forsaking the sins that are before you? You listening today, you know the sins you deal with. Maybe it's your attitude. Maybe it's immorality. Maybe it's stealing. Maybe it's robbing God. I don't know what it might be. Maybe it's how you treat people. But I'm telling you what, you better turn away. Turn away and turn to God. Some of us tend to wink at sin, and then we wonder why there's a little hunger for God and for his word. We're not hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Why? Because that sin has penetrated our lives. That sin is so much a part of us that it overwhelms us. And so we just only think on Sunday, well, I'll go to church, I'll hear the word of God, and then I'll just keep on my life, and I'll keep on sinning. It reminds me of a man who sent a check to the government for back taxes with a note that said, I felt so guilty for cheating on my taxes, I had to send you this check. If I don't feel any better, I'll send you the rest. So now Israel was in trouble again and suffered because of their sins, and they cried out to God. And God, listen to this, and God in his great mercy gave them another chance. People, God in his great mercy will give you another chance if you call upon him. If you call upon him, if you trust him. You know, that's what we have to do. You know, they cried out to God in the great mercy. And so God selected a prophetess. Yes, a woman to lead Israel. And I know some people even have a hard time with that. Well, I'm sorry, that is what the word of God says. He had somebody planned for that. So now it says this in chapter four of Judges, verse four and five. Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife 
of Lapidoth was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. Yes, she was in charge. God had somebody in charge, and it was a woman. It was Deborah. Deborah was chosen by God to be a prophetess and a judge of Israel. God knows what he's doing. God chooses the right people. You know, the prophetess virtually is a woman prophet or a woman who preached the, to the people, and she taught them. He used her in a powerful way. In the New Testament, we read about Philip, who had four daughters who were prophetesses. See, God uses Deborah in a powerful way. God used Philip's daughters. God can use whoever he pleases to deliver his will to people. She was a woman with great confidence. She knew she was led by God. She was, be, she was willing to be used by God. She didn't care about recognition. That wasn't what she was after. She was so, uh, so well thought of, and her leaders knew she was led by God, that Barak did not want to take the enemy on without her presence. He wanted her there. In fact, we find this. In fact, I'm going to read this to you. I thought about starting with it tomorrow, but I'm going to read with it today because I want you to get this down. So uh, chapter 4, verse 6 through 10, she sent for Barak, son of Abinom, from Kiddush in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go take with you 10,000 men to Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops, to Kishon River and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kedesh. There Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 men went up underneath command. Deborah also went up with him. Well, she didn't care about recognition, but she knew that if she went with him, she went with Barak, she would get all the credit. You know, she wasn't interested in taking credit, but she knew how it would be perceived. Deborah was a wise woman. She was a woman that God was leading. She was a woman that God had directed and that God was using every step of the way. People, man or woman, boy or girl, God wants to use you, but the question you have to ask yourself, am I willing to be used by God to sing, to speak, to pray, to show someone the way? Do you long so much to feel the touch of his power and his strength? Folks, he wants to use you. Don't say you can't be used. Don't say you're not good enough. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all have issues that we deal with in our life, but God is greater than those issues. God will give you strength day in and day out, no matter where you're at. Maybe you're in a really lousy situation right now. God will see you through. God will walk with you through it. God cares for you. He loves you. He wants you to call upon him to be used by him, like he used Deborah, and, and others in the book of Judges, which we're going to talk more about tomorrow, because now I am out of time. But I am so glad you listened. May God richly bless your life. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.